Welcome to the podcast Retirement Talk with Kevin Bach. We are brought to you by Integrity Retirement Solutions. My name is Jessica, alongside with Kevin, and you can always get more details at IntegrityRetirementSolutions.com. Now, this next topic I want to bring up is something I've never seen before. Sometimes you read about it in, you know, magazines or something, and you're like, did somebody really leave, you know, millions of dollars to their animals? Well, I'm not sure if it's showing your animal that you love them or just a way of kind of getting back at your kids. But Ameriprise Financial says 5% of Americans plan on leaving money to their pets. So do your clients typically have, you know, specific ways they want to pass down their inheritance to their dog, cat, bird? How does that work? Well, when they leave our first meeting, they're they're really thinking about some options. And most of them don't have, they never thought about pet planning, estate planning for your pets. I talked to somebody a while back and I told them, uh, they said, what are you going to talk about on your show? And I said, we're going to talk about estate planning. And they started laughing until I explained to them uh, some of the, the key points in estate planning. And they said, you know what, that's that's a great, you could do the whole show on that. I said, well, yeah. Um, it's so important to think about it because if you have a dog, you have a new puppy and you're older, um, that puppy could live 15, 16, 17, 18 years. Sure. We've, we've got cats that are living 20 to 25 years. Parrots, if you have a bird, you have a parrot or one of the ones that live longer, they can live as long as 75 years. So what kind of a pet do you have? What is their life expectancy? And if you pass away, who's going to take care of it? And then the big question is, do they know it? And if <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Hey, by the way, in the will, you get the bird that lives 60 years. I mean, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You've got to leave provisions in the will. Who's How are they going to take care of it? And some pets cost more to take care of than others. Uh, veterinary bills aren't cheap anymore. That's all expensive. So if you leave maybe a little life insurance policy that you've set aside just for the pet. So you've got to have some provisions. Um, and it, it's part of something we talk about in our our pillar planning process. Well, let me stop you right there because this is something I want to transition into, maybe a little happier subject here. But, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you talk about the six pillar planning process. I think this is something that separates you from all the other advisors out there. So let's start with this. This is a process that you go through with each one of your clients, starting with income planning. Right. With the income planning, we talk about Do you want to take income? Do you need income to make ends meet? And under income planning, how much do you need to cover your basic necessities? What's it cost you to exist? And then we have the second phase. What do you need to create your lifestyle money? How much do you need to create the the reasonable, the realistic lifestyle you want? So what do we have in place to guarantee whatever part of that income you need? You've got Social Security. You might have a pension. Do we have enough to create lifetime income for you uh, so that you don't have to worry about that? And then maybe you don't need the income. So now we talk about asset planning. That's our second phase. How are we going to title your assets? How are we going to own those assets? Do we want to protect those assets from creditors? Do we want to protect them from uh, Medicaid, nursing home costs down the road? Do we want to leverage those to help pay for uh, our fourth pillar, health care planning? But do we want to leverage them for future needs to pay for catastrophic illness that uh, one out of two of us are going to have once we hit 65? So those are just the first two areas, and they need to be planned differently. This is where we talked about earlier, do I want to have more income than I need so it doesn't matter what happens in the market, or do I want to keep it all the money out here and growing it? It might stay the same for a year or two if the markets crash, but when it starts going up again, you start seeing your money go up again. If that's how you like to see your money go, then maybe we need to talk. The third area of our, our pillar planning process is tax planning. 
Are you taking income in such a way that you're paying the maximum taxes on it? We see that in almost every case, the way people are taking their income from their dividends, from their not so much interest anymore because there isn't hardly any. But those rates are starting to go up. So we're going to be starting to see people taking their interest at 3 or 4% like we can get people now. Um, how are you taking your income? We had one client that we were able to reduce his taxable income by $40,000 a year just by taking his income differently. That makes a huge difference. Oh, it, it did. And, and by the time we were done with this client, their, their family loved us because we eliminated probate for them. We made their estate more private. We actually um, got them some better return on the money, and which helped them to preserve what they had for a longer period of time. The kids were going to inherit a few a few million dollars instead of a couple million, <laughs> and uh, it, it was just a really good case there where there were so many things that we had to deconstruct and reconstruct that made it so much better for them. Then the fourth area we looked at I talked about was healthcare planning. How are you going to pay for your health care as you get older? The average single person, you're looking at $200,000 to $240,000 in, in care expenses, in, in medical expenses. The average couple, between four hundred dollars and $450,000 to pay for care. How are you going to do that? Can you? There's, there's different ways you can leverage it. You say some people, um, we see they have long-term care insurance. Mm-hmm. That's great if you can afford it, if you can qualify for it, if it makes sense for your situation. Some people are opting for a hybrid life insurance policy now because you can buy a life insurance policy that you pay for your care from the de- higher death benefit. Then we have the fifth pillar, which is legacy planning, which we talked a little bit earlier in the show. We want to minimize expenses, taxes, and legal fees, maximize inheritance, and keep it as private as possible. The traditional way of planning is as public as possible. Then we get into legal planning that touches base on all all the other five areas. That's us. We are the general contractor. We, we control all that for you. Get more details about Kevin Bach and, of course, Integrity Retirement Solutions at IntegrityRetirementSolutions.com. Thank you so much for joining us here for the Retirement Talk with Kevin Bach podcast. Join us next time. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Kevin Bach is licensed in your state, please call 724-837-3553. Integrity Retirement Solutions is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Kevin Bach. NPN Insurance License Number 204642. 